0: Oh, and thanks for watching or listening to episode 31 of VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. Whether well, you're watching on YouTube or downloaded for a listener on iTunes or Spotify, be great if you can leave us a review. I'm Steve Lillis, and with me, my regular co pilot, John Evans. I take it you're well, John. I'm very good, Steve. How's uh, Sonny Ashton? Oh, mate, it's, I'm sitting in the conservatory I mate. Mean, all I can see is, is bird shit on the roof, but there you go, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, look, you know. So we've got someone who don't talk shit anyway this week. He's a good man. Very special guest Um, who's getting ready to go on a revenge mission. Former World Featherweight Champion, Josh Warrington. Uh, We've been trying to get you on for a while, Josh, but um, John Evans has finally persuaded you. Uh, things okay?
1: Yeah, things things are well. Things are well. I'm a diva these days. I'm a diva, you know. <laughs> I've got a stacked diary of all the different things and whatnot, but... Yeah, glad to, glad to be on board, but yeah, things are well boys. Things are well. Um, all recovered from the last fight now and just raring to go again. Raring to go again.
0: Uh, I, I, I presume you're gearing up for the rematch. And what's the latest on heading leagues? There was a licensing problem,
1: yeah. I, I believe that's going to get overturned. Um, the, the the guys at Leeds Rhinos are very confident that's going to be overturned, so we're just waiting to hear on news of that. And once that's done, you know, Eddie will announce the date and uh know announced a fight and it's it's real then. It's real. It's not always real until it gets out to the media and whatnot. So as soon as that's gets going, well, we're good to go. But I've been back in the gym anyway, training hard and uh and ticking over.
2: Josh, can you can you imagine, Josh, the atmosphere that night? That'll be one of the first big events Leeds has had since all this shit that's been going on. Your big revenge night outdoors headingly can can you imagine this will be the atmosphere times ten, won't it? This'll be something else.
1: Well, I I don't know if you a uh, few boys have been around Edinley, yeah, but it's a I prime have, yeah. well, look at Alyssa's face. that says uh, says enough. <laughs> it's a prime <laughs> student area. There's, you know, yeah. um two of the three uh, universities of Leeds are in um are in Edinley. And um it's it's just full of like uh, students and, and whatnot, but it's also very notorious for people going on having a day session on the drink because like, um, there's like there's what they call the Otley Run. Um and there's like I think there's about 14 pubs all lined up uh, together and it finishes around where the where the where the stadium is. So it'd be it'd be an, a massive event. And the, the Rhino Stadium's been there since 1897. There's never been anything like this held there. So it would be fantastic for me personally, having done Ellen Road, having done Leeds Arena 10 times, and then to do the Rhino Stadium, you know, it's it's I've done all the big arenas and stadiums in Leeds then.
0: I wish you hadn't described Headley like that. My, my youngest daughter is, is aiming for Leeds University <laughs> next year. So the of that... <laughs> She wants me to take her over a look round Headley in a couple of weeks, but you know, I'm, you know, I've been to into that rugby league ground. Never watched a match. I've been to the cricket ground often. I used to well, couple did she tell you, Steve?
2: Did she say she wanted to go to Leeds University because it's got the best library and the best yeah. science? Yeah, library. the best library <laughs> and, the, and,
0: the, and the best psychology courses in the country. But now there's the there's the Otley Marl or whatever it's called, you know, whatever oh they want God. to call oh, Run, whatever. <laughs> oh dear well, tell say what happens in this podcast john we um it's three minutes each each topic and if you're still guessing after three minutes or one of us is this is what happens you have the bell, Josh.
1: thank you Welcome Welcome
0: to john. John. yeah right okay then uh we'll start with round one and uh i think you're going to start um john on someone who boxed the weekend yeah um josh bwatsi Now, i've
2: been a uh, right on the josh bwatsi train ever since he turned pro I I love the style, I love the way he he carries himself, the way he holds himself, the style he's got. I I just like watching Josh. Uh, He got a lot of credit this week for, you know, the way he was dealing with the opponent after the knockout and stuff. But scrap that, I was most impressed with the coldness and the viciousness and the way he put that guy away. And I think that's what might just help him bridge that gap from where he is now up to the top of the elite. I think it's something a few British fighters lack that, that snap and that ability to really do a number on someone and have that fight ending power. Um, It's a big gap from where Josh is now to the guys at the top of the division. So the next step's crucial. But um, I've seen people talking about Jean Pascal or Badu Jack, but they're fighting. So that knocks Josh back another six months. So getting another American, someone like Marcus Brown, a a good top 10 guy, an American I always think makes a, a much bigger impact on people's consciousness. And let's get Josh moving, because I think he's the business.
0: Yeah, I'll just be brief for you have Josh in on this. I mean, what you were saying, I was looking through some names this afternoon. And, you know, he's number two with a WBA and IBF. I think he's also with a WBC 6, 7 WBO. And I was saying, I'd like to see him against the Balotnicks, Sullivan Barrera or Jesse Hart, who's just come off a world title fight. He's fantastic. But before he goes to these guys, because he's so close to a world title fight, he needs that world-class win.
1: Yeah, most most definitely, and like you say, when when someone comes off of um, from the uh, amateur pedigree with uh, an Olympic medal, you know you want you're expecting to be fast tracks and stuff like. that, But I still won't mind like a little test before they just go on to a, a world title. And there's some there's some fantastic domestic guys over here who we could or we could end with. You know, half is chasing a world title shot, and uh, you know, Sp- Sp- Spider Richards and. Um, Richard just, yeah, uh, Craig Richards, yeah. Richard, sorry, yeah, he, he, he gave a good account of himself, so even though he's beaten, the last two fights have been unbeaten, just a massive domestic name would be able to elevate him as well, and make him like the stand out above everyone else, so I
2: don't mind seeing that. I think yep. if, if, if it's going to be any of them, though, it is going to be Craig Richards, isn't it? Yeah. Because they're not going to it's not going to be Linden against Bruazzi, you know, with all, unless we all, um, well, boxing's not a sport for common sense, is it? The common sense thing would be to have Frank Warren against matchroom fighters on the undercard of Joshua and yeah. Fiori, and that yeah. would just be a, a dream world. But it does seem like Spider Richards, if
0: it's going to be any of these domestic guys. Yeah, I mean, and Frank Warren has, has hinted at, or not Frank, where well, did enter at up to today, he's hinted there's going to be cross-promotional fights on that bill. Hey, that's if it happens still. Let's be let's be honest there. But um, no, um, the, the other fights aren't gonna happen. Yard Arthur or um Callum. Or, call Callum Johnson, they're not gonna happen. Frank's gonna keep them together, they all might box each other. Yeah, Steve. Uh round two. Um, I tell you what, it's about this trainer beef we've had with uh Mark Tibbs and Ben Davison since Billy Joe Saunders uh lost to Canelo. Um, I've been a bit uncomfortable listening to, to both fellas, really. It's almost like giving their version of events. Um, you know, well, this is what actually happened. This is what happened. You know, there's been different agendas around the fight since then, which we we touched on last week, John. Um, I just feel a bit uncomfortable. No one in these, these speakers has said, well, you know, as long as Billy Joe's all right. You know, it's all been like defending their sort of territory. And, you know, I like Mark and Ben. I've just been a bit uncomfortable how it's been done because the bottom line is Billy Joe had to pull out of that fight because of, of an eye injury. There was nothing wrong with his heart or, or desire. It was a horrible injury that we can only imagine the pain that forced him to pull out. And I've just been a, a little bit disappointed in the sort of, you know, the rhetoric, you know, between the trainers, where well, they haven't gone into each other, but both given a separate version of events. The bottom line is Billy Joe lost because of a horrific injury and we should just be wishing him well, not trainers arguing, not you know, disputing what actually happened in the corner.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I I agree 100%. I think it's all a bit pathetic really. Um, I don't think there was any controversy. Was there Billy Boxwell? He got hit with a fantastic shot off the best fight on the planet, broke his face to bits and he couldn't carry on it. I don't see what the controversy is and I'm not entirely sure why people are trying to feather their own nests and stuff and get their view of it, pushed forward it, I just can't understand it all. I think it seems to have created a mountain out of a molehill, really.
1: Yeah, I've got to agree Then, and, and to be honest with you, I don't even know what, um, I ain't even seen uh, the, the little spit what's gone on, to be, to be honest with you, but like you say, what's happened is what has happened. There's no point in saying, well, I, I could have done this better, I could have done that better, because although they might have had an influence in camps and stuff, they've both worked with build in the past, but ultimately, sort of it's up to Bill to pull it off on the night. And, you know, he was doing all right. right. We're giving a good account of himself, but it just got over it one of them shots. And, you know, for his own safety, the fight got stopped and, and that should be the end of it. He shouldn't be able to either carry him on for another round or if, if I'd have been in the corner, um, that wouldn't have happened because then you, you're opening doors of all different kinds of scenarios what could have and should have happened or might have done or not, what or what didn't happen. So it's ridiculous when they just taking cheap spats at each other when end of the day it's down to the fighter being you know in good health and well obviously were in bad health but making sure that he stayed in good health
0: yeah and neither of them I think have come out of it particularly brilliantly because people you, if you look at it on social media people have taken sides you know they seem down the middle so 50% of the people seem to be with Ben 50% with Mark so I don't think it's done it in a long, in long term it hasn't done either of them a lot of good Hey Steve round three your first topic josh so my
1: first topic is about uh, about comebacks setbacks uh, obviously I first did me I tasted defeat first time um first fights, 11 years professional um, and obviously I've, I have always feared this day I've always I've always been scared of it because you you know you think that your career is gonna uh, be over but in many many Careers of so many different fighters now, not just fighters who've lost. Because you can talk about likes of Amir Khan getting you know knocked out by Scott Prescott when he when he wasn't meant to. Um, you can talk about people who've walked away from boxing, for instance Sugar Ray Leonard when he had a detached retina. You can you can look at people who've been criminal convictions like Mike Tyson. You look and look at mental health. Um, Tyson Fury of, of recent years, and then just a genuine loss like uh, Anthony the Joshua against Ruiz. I think boxing is the. I've just started to realise it. it's all part of the makeup and the and the fairy tale and the story. What is boxing, and I think that's what makes it so exciting. Yes, you want to stay undefeated as a fighter, but people get more excited, I think, to see you come back to see how we can prevail through them, setbacks. And, and it's just more normal life then.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you say you're, 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 you're finished, how much does it hurt when when you lost that unbeaten record, Josh? Well, I'm going a bit hey, off topic listen, there.
1: It, it, hurt it hurt me. I've got be honest with you, because I thought I got to a stage where I thought I'm unbeatable. I thought that I would finish my career as featherweight unbeaten. When I stepped up, that's a different kettle kind of fish. So that's unknown territory. But I thought I've dealt with every single style. You come forward, you can box. You, people are boxing on the back foot. People are awkward, like Kid Gallard. Um, tall, short. I've dealt with all the styles and I've always found a way to win. And uh, obviously, you know, <laughs> taking the eye off the ball on a on, on night and it just shows that this is sport and anything can happen. And um, obviously, it hurts me, but it, it, I haven't dwelled on it for too long. Maybe because I've I've achieved so much anyway, and I've gone beyond where I thought that I would have been. But if anything, it's given me a fire to, to, to rewrite that and and to get revenge.
2: Yeah, well, you won't have lost that um that self belief. You know, you still got, you still know you've got that ability, don't you? You still know you've dealt with all them styles. And I suppose if you look on the positive, this has added even more. It's thrown petrol on the fire, hasn't it?
1: Most definitely, and and you know what, Johnny? I think if anything, maybe us as a team, maybe us as a team. Might have got a little bit of lax Daisy, maybe just like just giving it taking it as a given, which we've never done in any of his previous fights before. So it's just a maybe a bit of a blessing for the future fights to take everyone as, as dangerous as you know as, as as his last fight.
2: I'll cut you off there, just after three minutes. <laughs> That's good. That. Got, um, got a situation this weekend where these two new subscription channels or apps, whatever you want to call them, showing boxing. And you add that to the zone, and it's getting to the point where everything is on apps now. There's very little on TV, especially with Matchroom leaving Sky. We don't know what's going to fill that gap. You know, we're told there's more boxing than ever on TV, we're told there's more opportunities than ever for British boxers. But if people aren't watching these opportunities, are they really that big? Um, I'm a sad bastard, you know, I'll watch anything, and I'm going to struggle to keep up with Fight TV, uh, the small hall one, the zone all the pay-per-views, it's, it's too much. I just wonder if we're going to get a generation of fighters who build their career on one app, get the breakthrough fight on an undercard of a pay-per-view, get the world title fight on DAZN, and then get a unification fight on Fight TV. None of them are readily available at the press of a button. And I just wonder if it's just going to dilute the sport and make it even more of a minority.
0: I mean, I think we always have been a minority sport in the sense that, you know, boxing is very popular but, you know, that people tune in for the big fights, you know, half the people, are, you know, I've said this to you before, John, I think on it, I go running with some guys on a Saturday and they're just boxing fans, Saturday night sky fans. They won't have a clue after stuff that goes on. And I just think, Bob, we always have been an underground, 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 and I, like the UFC has been for much of its, its time. It's an underground sport. It's a minority sport. There's 800 professional, 900, 800 professional boxers in Britain. How many of them can survive without having other jobs? You know, Josh, I guess you're in a club of 20 or something, you know, um, yeah. and it shouldn't be the case this in 2021. We should be, Boxing should be having breakouts at the moment because this in this year, we have AJ Fury, Charles O'Brien. We could have Canelo and Plant, Taylor Ramirez this weekend. Four weights where we could have an undisputed champion. And then you're also going to have brilliant unifications like Fulton and Figueroa. And um, I just think a lot of it is down to, new, you know, we need newspapers and radio like Five Live to cover boxing. Because the, the audience that watches IFL, Seconds Out, Boxing Social, they're already in there. That's not bringing in a new fan.
1: Yeah, I just dis- disagree with you a little bit there, Steve, if I'm honest with you, because sure. I think that boxing's a, an all time healthy, healthy state. And um, obviously, say what you want about these YouTubers and whatnot, uh, but they're bringing a new audience as well. And you, you, talk, you John mentioned there about um, going on all to these different apps and stuff, but rewind nearly 30 years ago when Sky Sports first came on and, and boxing went from ITV to Sky Sports. I bet people who watch terrestrial TV then thought, it's all going to disappear now. It's all going to disappear. And, and it is not. It's stood the test of time. And now <laughs> I was just can't go. We can, we'll, go what, to we'll,
0: we'll go back to that after your last topic, I think. We'll go back. But right. John Strict yeah. on that. I tell you, yeah. we're talking about boxing, streams and apps now for round five. And uh, Taylor Ramirez. Now, I fancy Josh Taylor massively this weekend. But I think it's a great, great fight that's just gone under the radar and that's following on from what John said. Is that because it's on Fight TV, an app that few know about and BT Sky or Channel 5 who have taken or took a big American fight recently, I forget which one it was, ha, haven't taken it. It's a fight that's gone under the radar. And that maybe explains to what we were saying about, you know, boxing, you know, not being in the mainstream like it should be. Josh Taylor should be a superstar. And I just think he, in, in England, perhaps he don't get the credit because he's from Edinburgh. If he was a Londoner, he would get it. He would He would, he would be given the superstar treatment this week in the press.
1: And and that's the thing about boxing. That is the thing about boxing because we love boxing. Loves drama. Boxing is like a Coronation Street or a, or an EastEnders. Once you've got these characters in there, it doesn't matter if you've got better boxers out there. People will always be attracted to 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 the characters. Look at for instance, I don't know, top of me, Dave Allen for of recent times. How much of a fan base did he did he get? soak up and and build and he wasn't the greatest of fighters but just because he he sold his story now I was was talking to Josh a few weeks back um when Max Hughes won the British title and obviously I'm a fan of Josh I enjoy watching him I'm talking about how great his career is going and and all he wanted to talk about in in my sense were what's it like to walk out into in front of 20,000 people you know I think if he had that fan base behind him then his own fans would have been making more of a big deal of it, they'd be sharing more things on social media, and then that just builds traffic and on and on and on. But because he's just maybe a little bit reserved, a little bit quiet, don't you know don't say so much of press conferences. His fan base is, is good, but it's not like humongous. I think that's probably one of the reasons why the fight is going under the radar, and it is a massive shame for genuine boxing fans. It's fantastic, and we'll all love it and soak it up, but for Joe Public, it's just another
2: fight, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's a shame, isn't it? Because when Josh gets in the ring, what a fighter to watch. You know, he's not... um, He might be quiet outside, but he's not quiet in it. You know, he puts himself in arm's way, straight away. He, he could probably win fights a lot easier than he does. Like, I, I think it's a can't miss this week, and I think it'll be a a belt from start to finish. But I, I think Josh will do it. I think he would probably just be a level above Ramirez.
1: And, and I think this is something that maybe young boxers going forward need to take into consideration. All right, you don't always need to be brash and, and bull at press conferences. You don't need to be chucking tables or slagging off people's mums at press conferences. But you have to realise that this is a business as well. And to make yourself attractive, you have got to be devastating the ring, which Josh is. But you may have to have something a little bit more to sell yourself to the public.
0: Your and last one, Josh. Final round, your topic, Josh.
1: Now, what, <laughs> what was last topic? Um... Okay. Injuries, injuries, sorry, fight. In- injuries. Yeah, injuries. Sorry, boys. All right, so in- injuries. So obviously, in my last fight, it's um, it was a probably the one of the worst fights where I've I've come away injured. Um, obviously, in fights before, I've had busted hands, I've perforated eardrums. But in the last one, it seemed I got a tutti frutti of all these things. I had ah. a I had a bad shoulder, bad elbow, bad hand, bad um, perforated eardrum, fracture on my jaw. And I'll concuss for about three or four days. But you carry on now. Obviously, Billy Joe um, had had, had suffered um, a break. And, you know, it right in his corner to, to pull him out. But throughout boxing, we have seen some, like, horrendous injuries. But fighters have still managed to carry on. Now, where is the balance between who pulls you out, your corner, Fire fight, because fighters normally will never say no. I mean, look at Danny Williams, he had a dislocated arm yeah, awesome, yeah. and he still wanted to win the fight. Um, you look at people like, like, every, most boxers get bad hands, like your Floyds, even if, you know, the very best get bad hands in, in, in the fights. So many countless injuries for that, and then you got obviously excuses like broken toes, for instance, from our, from our good mate David A. But I'm just gonna, like, were your thoughts interested, like? What is the thing where you say, that's enough? Or do we like watching a boxer going through the struggles and going on to try and get the win?
0: I mean, the Danny Williams fund was a one in a million that night. I was there that night. That was, if you look at that bill that night, I mean, I don't want to go off topic. Here, but it was one of the maddest bills ever. I think of quite a few of them ended up in hospital that night with eye injuries and all sorts of things. It was a nutty night. Even down the bill, there was, I think it was Jason Rowland fought a Russian in this war that's never been mentioned. And it was, I think it was Jason. It was X-rated stuff. Um, but no, you know what? A fighter pulls out and he's injured. I've got no problem with it. They've they got, they got a life ahead of boxing. You know, mm. Billy Joe Saunders the other week, no problem at all. Daniel Dubois, you know, this is what I think I've said to you before we started recording, Josh, about injuries and stuff. No one knows. All these people have a go, me, anyone, I've, that's why I'll never knock a fighter who pulls out injured with yeah. these eye injuries or whatever because... We've never been through that pain. We've never been in the... You know, look, I, can, I, I know when I'm watching a good fight, I can talk boxing. I, I, I can't tell... I can't comment on a boxer being right to pull out, even as a journalist. I've never been in that pain. You can't compare... You know, Joe Public cannot compare yourself with the pain you was going through in your fight, what Billy Joe was going through, the stabbing pain Daniel Dubois had in his eyes when when he, when he when he, when he, when he when he went down on a knee. I mean... You know, you, 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 we've got, you know, we've got five or, it five or six senses. Your senses of sight is the one you polled a nation. The, the sense of your sight is one you couldn't go without. And, you know, we, we've seen Untold Bravery. I think of Asim Rackman with that um, golf ball eye when he fought Hollerfield and, and he got yeah. through to the end. You know, I, I've got no problem with a fighter who would pull out and I wouldn't dig him up on it. No,
2: exactly the same. I, I can't even begin to put myself in your position, Josh, when yep. you've got. A cracked jaw and one of your weapons to defend a Mexican who's trying to take your head off isn't working because your shoulder and elbow are done. I I can't put myself in that position. Um, I spent some time down with Daniel Dubois a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking to him about the pain in his eye. And he said at the same time, he was thinking, this hurts. He was thinking, what's going to happen to my eye in the future?
0: Yeah.
2: He was thinking, I can't afford to lose this fight and he was thinking i can still win and he said all those thoughts were in my mind at the same time and eventually the pain just became too much and it's like an involuntary action to drop to his knee you couldn't carry on and unless you've been in there you you can i don't think you can you can even dare to criticize someone who's been in there
1: no yeah most most definitely And for, for myself i mean i i've going like back to my last fight cuz it's the worst I've been in um, you know, four, seven, eight, nine. it was a bit of a blur. I can't really recall too much of it because uh probably was a little bit concussed. I wasn't able to defend myself fully because my arm. I mean, it was absolute agony, but I kept on saying to me all forever, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go for it. Now, I, I still believed I was still in the fight. I didn't find out until I had a fractured jaw until, until after the fight. I knew I had my perforated age when we, uh, it happened because that's happened to me in the past and uh, I know that feeling is like being underwater, but, you know I mean, for myself, I just wanted to crack on because I wanted to win. I was, I was, I wanted. I didn't want to lose out on beating record, and um, I guess it's like you. have to have an idea of, you know, where you'll get to a stage where what's most important. But in my experience, it was just like I've got to carry on and got to get that win. It was only until I actually got stopped by the referee that you know I realized it was over.
0: How soon after did you, did you realise, Josh, how bad the injuries were? Was it wait as soon as you went back to the corner when they announced him the winner? Did you think, God, I'm in a mess here?
1: Do you know what, like Steve, I, I've, I've gone down. You know, I'm am laid down. I'm looking at lights. I can hear one, two, and then I would stood above me, and I sit up, and I would say, it's over, Josh. And I said, let me get up. Howard. I would let me get up, and he went, no, it's over, and then he hit me then, and then it's only when I come back to the changing rooms. When adrenaline starts to, to come down a little bit, um, I go back to and change rooms, it's full. All I'm seeing is loads of like green shirts, all of green jackets, paramedics. And then I goes back to the I, I, I gets put in back of an ambulance. And it was only then that things really started to hurt. obviously pride hurt, you know, but then I'm getting all these different senses are coming to light now, you know, all these feelings, my shoulders throbbing even more. I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to talk but I'm slurring because my mouth's, you know, my, my jaw's fractured, I've got bumps and bruises all over my lips and uh, it, it was only from then on and then after that it, it goes on you know, it, when you get home it, when it's all calmed down, it's all closed down you go behind your closed door, you look at your front door that's when it really starts to come out you know, when it's, when, when you're just in your own comforts Wow it's crazy, isn't,
2: it? I, I, isn't it crazy with roll adrenaline plays when yeah. you're on a high I've seen you in your dressing room after fights, Josh, when you've had bad hands, and it—it's like you've not got a bad hand. You know, you're happy, you're up, you've—you've you've achieved something. Your friends are there, family's there, and I especially—I imagine the setting you were in as well, being a freezing cold dressing room down at Wembley with nobody you knew there. That must have just made it even more well, stark. Know, it really, wasn't,
1: it wasn't—it wasn't comfortable. I'll be honest with you, John. Like you say, I've, I've, for thirty fights, I've always come back and big smile on my face. We're all buzzing, and it—and it—and it, and it's always busy for you know, the right reasons we've done the business. But this time I come back, you know, people are affected from my team. Obviously, my dad's a bit all over the place. me. me, me Padman Abdul is crying his eyes out. I goes back in. And like I say, it's just like a bit of a blur. It just all I can see is green um green shirts around the, the paramedic team. And, and they're all making a bit of a fuss. And all, normally it's like press wants to speak to me. And it's like, yeah, just slow down. But you you're happy we're buzzing. We've got, we've got an happy feeling. It's, it's the buzz. Um, but this time it, I was in pain and I was hurting as well, like pride. And I'm looking about and people are in my face and saying, Josh, let me have look at your eyes. Let me look at your eyes. And I'm saying, just, just calm down, just calm down. And then the injuries are really starting to come out. I'm coming off the adrenaline very quickly. I sit down and then, you know, the doctors saying, you need to go to hospital. I'm just hearing all these different things, but I don't really know who's talking until one of the board doctors actually sits down and looks me in the eye and he goes, look left, look right. And he says, Josh, please go to hospital. I want you to go have a checkup. And it's only like then where it's like, you know, you know, this is just, it's home of like, I've been hurt here, but it, there could be something even worse down line. And I'm, I'm saying to the, I'm saying to the doctor, doctor, is there something that you're not telling me about? Is there something I should know? He says, Josh, just for the precaution, the signs say you need to have a scan. So It's only then that you start to worry a little bit more. You're sat in back hospital. One of the first things I thought of is my kids. You know, I'm I'm with my wife, Natasha. She's she's down with me. She's in back at um, ambulance with me. But one of the first things I'm thinking of is my kids. And I can't show up. I'm crying my eyes out, but I can't show up talking about my kids. Do you know? So I think it's one of the things that, you know, you've only... It's not a nice thing to experience, but it's only then when you realise how tough this, this sport is. But it's something that your, your normal fan doesn't get to see. You when know, once the, the lights go down and the program finishes, that's it. It's to go on to talk about it. But for a lot of fighters, that fight carries on. Yeah.
0: You know, that's a tremendous insight um, you've given us there, Josh. Um, and this is why you know I say so often. Um, I don't know what John. I'm sure John will add to this that people criticize and unless you've been in them shoes you can't identify in any walk of life something happened to someone there could be something happens to me and you'll say i know how you're feeling but you don't because you've never been yeah. through that in life you know whether it's it could be a personal thing anything you know and what you went through there none of us can identify we can listen to you and be wowed by what it was like in that dressing room. You know, you get back and there's all guys in green shirts and green trousers, but we we haven't been there. We can't identify. We actually haven't been there.
1: Yeah, yeah. and, and this is it. And For myself, I had not been there before, Steve. I'd been in hard fights. I'd, you know, John's just talked about it there. There's been times when I've come back to change rooms and my hands are like balloons. One, one instance there, Kiko Martinez, I didn't feel it when I had adrenaline. But then when the adrenaline started coming down and I'm coming off it... My hands were throbbing, man. I was just I was screaming, get me some ice because it would me my, my hand was like a balloon, it was up there. Um, you know, Carl after the fight with Carl Frampton, it was it was something similar, but you've always it's always overshadowed by um by um the, the glory and the win and the and the, the buzz that you get from from just getting the arm raised, because that's all we all we always seek. We always seek just getting the arm raised, no matter how it comes, as long as you win, that's that's the main thing. But if anything. You know I think I've always respected my opponent anyway. After fights going in the future, I think I'll I'll spend a little bit more time just with my opponent because you know I'm talking like I'm 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 gonna win the rest of my fights and that again. Do you know what I mean? But um, you know, I think it it just makes you appreciate as well other fighters who've gone through hard fights as well. Because like I say, it was easy even for myself to criticise other fighters, but I'd never been as hurt as that. Sparring or a fight, I'd never been as hurt as that. So
2: Definitely an eye opener. I I can put myself in your shoes in one bit, Josh. I've had a I've had a few bad concussions. One of them, you know, a real brutal incident where I got hit on the temple by a snowball. <laughs> uh, just uh, it, like,
0: that put me straight that put me up in the uh, emergency uh, head injuries that uh, well what i will pull you up on josh you said there's usually journalists in your dressing room we usually have to wait for a press conference evans is usually the only one in your dressing room he comes out and said john evans comes and says he's coming to see you in a minute fellas Don't worry. <laughs> 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 he's the only one i've never seen journalists in your dressing room there's always press conferences then john evans comes out leading the party well, VIP
1: treatment, isn't it, boys?
0: <laughs> VIP treatment. Josh, you've been a brilliant guest this week. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. And hopefully in in a couple of months, we can get you back on again before you get off, well, a month or two, before you really knuckle down to training the hard stuff and the sparring at night for this uh, rematch, we hope, that's going to come off in September or October yeah, no, or whenever. No
1: problem, boys. And, uh, and hopefully next time I'll finish off me other bit while we're talking You can about... finish
0: it off if you want, Maybe we got another four minutes.
1: I fucking I've lost my momentum. I think, but I just 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 quickly. I think the boxing will always um, flourish, and it is an underground sport for your diehards. It is an underground sport, but it isn't more sports now? Look at tennis. Look how big tennis is worldwide. But really, over here, who gives a fucking so Wimbledon comes? You know, no one's really interested. It's it's about the big events now. The difference is. Wimbledon will only attract as few sports as soon as a big fight comes AJ and Fury comes about I guarantee every single person we're talking now little old ladies to old men to young people at school they'll all be talking boxing has that power where it can just take over the world and there's not many sports that can do that boys so um, you know that is your counter argument against is it dying.
0: No, I don't think it's, you know, what my point is, it's minority a lot, most of the time this sport, when it is big, it's loved, but it is minority, it is minority underground well, that well, few a few people okay, don't okay. know about.
1: With that being said then, uh, I'll go back at when I first turned pro, when I first turned pro, shows were um, in leisure centres, yeah. and there were there were British title headlining, and the, the chief support was a local and that was it. In a local in a night rounder in a meaningless fight, then the undercard was stacked with just local talent coming through, and 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 that was it. You rarely get a 50-50 fight. Now fighters are household names. Um, they're fighting in arenas and stadiums. They're getting sponsors on, like, car manufacturers, um, food corporations. They're getting big celebrity presences at the fight. So again, I think Obviously, it comes down to a lot of the promoting, the way the promoting yeah. is done. That speaks for a lot of it and and the profiles of the fighters. And I think as we go forward, you know, we'll have to use this a little bit more. Now, now fighters will have to start, you know, having videographers, they're gonna to have to start having a profile on Instagram because the people it's right, people want to see it, people want to see what goes on, people want to see what boxers eat for the dinner, they want to see the training schedule. But with all that, they can make them Itself a massive name, so if you want to be that big name, then it's accessible for the fighter to do that. It's all there, all these tools are out there, and it's just got to be able to use them.
2: Yeah, my, my, my only worry is there's all these different ways, but it's just making sure that boxing fans use them. I mean, could, could Johnny Kebab get the zone on his TV
1: after I've shown him? I mean, he can get porn, he can get porn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't. I understand what you're saying, but like, probably even even our good friend Steve Wood, like a few a few years ago, he wouldn't have been able to work Twitter and stuff like that. Now he can't get him off it. He absolutely loves it. So I think more like anything, it was before a lot of people's times, but the, the just didn't come accustomed to it.
0: Yeah. I've only got less than a minute left, so you've timed that well, Josh, to uh, have, have your say and put me right. Uh, but, Josh, seriously, thanks very much for well, coming. Thanks for me, lads. Thank you Gentlemen, for me. and John, thanks as always, my co host, John Evans. Please, thanks, to everyone you. who's watching, downloading. Really enjoyed it this week. Thank you, everybody. See you, fellas. See you, Good
1: for all boxing info, news, and latest interviews, amateur and pro across and off, click and subscribe. VIP Boxing Promotions, also Twitter, Instagram and
0: Facebook.